In today's episode, we're speaking once again to Misty Lynch. Misty is a fee-only certified financial planner and a certified life coach, offering financial planning, investment management, and coaching services. She was named one of the top 100 financial advisors in the US by Investopedia in 2020. Misty is passionate in her commitment to help her clients handle their finances and lives with confidence. A fee-only fiduciary and independent financial advisor, Misty does not receive commission is legally legally required by her certifications to provide unbiased and reputable financial advice. And today we're talking to Misty about uh, how to evaluate investments. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. Once again, we have the amazing, the beautiful, the charming Misty Lynch. Welcome, Misty. Hi, thank you for having me on again. Good to see you. you Thank you so much for coming back, Misty. We had such a wonderful conversation with you on Friday. And I'm so excited to be speaking to you today. So, Misty, everyone's heard your intro. Everyone knows how wonderful you are. But please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. Sure. So I am a certified financial planner and investment advisor at Soundview Financial Advisors. I also um, am the podcast host and wrote a book called Demystifying Money. Awesome. So this is this leads me on to perfectly why we're talking about today's topic, which is how to evaluate investments. Now, the reason why I want to ask you this, Misty, I think we were talking at the end of the last uh, the last podcast. It's basically, you know, when it comes to entrepreneurs, we have this amazing ability to take higher risks Mm -hmm. and that benefits us phenomenally in our businesses. And I know this personally as well. When you go in and I've taken this idea for someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger, by the way, who I I think as an entrepreneur, he's amazing to follow. Not a great actor, but I think he's he's done phenomenally well. And I do love his, um, his work ethics. And he said he never has plan B. He always has plan A. Mm-hmm. And I've adopted that, um, not intentionally, but that's kind of the philosophy that I've adopted. I never have a plan B. There's always plan A and that's, I want to make it work somehow or the other. Now, this works really well when it comes to business. So my business is going to happen with it, you know, whatever happens, high, low, left, right, mm-hmm. I'm going to make it work. However, the same philosophy cannot apply to investments because they're there. You have to evaluate and take and, and realize it has to be a calculated risk. Things can go well, things go down. What I find with entrepreneurs, and I'm including myself in this as well, when you have such a ton of vision when it comes to your business, you can't take that away from it when you when you go and look at investments. So when I look at investments, if I feel inclined towards it, I go. And I have grave difficulty thinking, oh, this could go down. This could not work. This possibly mm-hmm. may not work. And I, by the way, it took me ages to work out what was going on because I didn't think that this was happening. Initially, I was thinking, oh, I, I just, you know, I just keep losing money. Then I realized how I'm looking for my business is how I'm looking at my investments. Yeah. If I like an investment, it's going to work. Mm-hmm. But my business is within my hands. It's, with, it's what I do. It's within my, you know, it's something that I can control. 
I cannot control my investments. I cannot control companies. I cannot control crypto. I cannot control certain other things. So how do you actually um, evaluate investments then? That's your that's a question for you. Yeah. And I think that, you know, all of the things you're saying sound so, so familiar and so true. Like I mentioned before, like my father was an entrepreneur and I saw the business actually, it never failed to the point where it went out of business. He's still working today mm-hmm. and he's in his late seventies, but there was definitely a decline in yeah. income in business and in clients and everything. And so I think that maybe seeing that when I was, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years old was enough of an education for me to understand that it doesn't always just go up and up and up and up. Yeah. And so I think when I look at investments and one of the reason why I became a financial planner as well as that, you know, was because I want to look at everything. Like for you, Goal, I would look at everything you've got going on, your business, what your goals are, what your family has, all of these mm-hmm. things and put them together like a puzzle. And then when I do plans for clients, I'm running a thousand scenarios of market mm-hmm. conditions what could go wrong? My job is to see how I can break it. And if I can't break it, because say you're investing enough money or it's a diversified portfolio, there's very, very, like, it's just, it is likely that one business could go under and be completely, um, you know, bankrupt and have no value left. It is, if, if all of the stocks in the S&P 500 went out of business on the same day, all at once, I think we'd have bigger problems than like, <laughs> our bank accounts. I think we would be in like, you know, zombie apocalypse, like crazy mm-hmm. things going on. So that is just unlikely. So mm-hmm. I can kind of see where, and I love this about entrepreneurs because they're not afraid, like what's going to happen? Am I going to fail? I don't want to lose money because those mm-hmm. clients, the ones that are more conservative, more afraid tend to never start investing. And then mm-hmm. they're trying, trying to save their way to a million dollars, save their way to retirement. And that's just really hard to do, especially when you're not earning any interest. I've seen plenty of people invest their way to a million dollars. I've seen plenty of people invest their way to a million dollars before they're 40, 45 years old. I mean, it's possible. But what I like to do is kind of look at not just how well it could do, but on the downside, like, okay, worst case scenario, what is this going to look like? Because I kind of started planning for the worst case scenario when I saw that happen. I never want to be in that position. My kids right now are nine and eight years old. I wouldn't want them to have to leave the town that they're in, get rid of their stuff, the dog, because we can't have one in the apartment we have to now go to. I don't want that. So my, I want us to live our lives in the way we like to. I like to have fun. I like to take them places and do things with them. But I also know in the background Okay, if something happens, if my husband loses his job, if something happens to me, whatever, what is the plan? What mm. come, you know, what are we able to do next? So I feel like that helps me ground my clients in a way where we don't have to talk about like it doesn't have to be all bad. Like, well, what if this goes to zero, you know, or what if you get sick? What if you get hurt? Because that's the thing that entrepreneurs that mindset that like I can always make money, I could always do this, I'm in control, yeah. I'm great at it is fantastic. But then when I ask them the question, okay, well, what if you can't? And then they just look at me like, I don't know. Like, I I never thought of that. <laughs> like, yeah. what if I'm interject here? And I think what's happened to me recently, and it's funny how these episodes come about. And, and I always say I, I'm always divinely guided. This week has been the realization of that. So this over this weekend, out of the blue, like literally out of the blue, I've got this 
awful, awful backache. I'm a very, very healthy person. I've got, I've, I've, I don't have any health issues whatsoever, apart from hay fever. And um, all of a sudden, I woke up on Saturday morning with this excruciating pain in my lower back. Went through the assessment with the doctor, and it's just it's muscular pain. Apparently, it will dissipate over the time. But it really brought home because I, I had difficulty moving, even touching my, you know, touching my my knees. Forget my toes, and picking things up, and I wasn't able to pick any anything up not because of my hand didn't have power but because the pain would cut radiate from the back mm-hmm. because it's all connected to my lower back and the, i remember over the weekend i when when i was sitting on trying to work on some funnels i had grave difficulty i grinned grinned uh, i really did grind my teeth and i, and I, I powered through with lots of painkillers but i could not do that long term that was it was it was it was just short term so i did it and today i'm much better and uh, if, it, if if the pain was still here, then I would have to cancel today our interview today as well. But I'm on painkillers and it's fine, and I'm able to move through and relatively okay. Mm-hmm. But this, what you just said, really highlighted to me. If I was in that situation, and I had no, or the money was all gone because of p- bad investments mm-hmm. or poor investments or whatever have you, then I'm no longer in a position of saying, yeah, money comes easily, we might make money easily because I'm no longer able to create it because I'm ill, and. Had that been something more drastic or something mm-hmm. more severe, um, then yes, I would. My kids would be coming out from their schools and I would have to move homes mm-hmm. and so forth. So that exact situation you described was sort of, I just have a, you know, the, the scenario just ran through my head that I could happen to me. I have blue, by the way. So it doesn't have yeah. to be um, planned or oh. accident. It could be out of the blue. And if you're not able to make money, yeah, then you are stuck, aren't you? You're stuck. Yeah. And I think that, and I mean, I have to say this one thing I love about my, my father, he is blessed with good health. He is not on a single medication and he's in his seventies. So things have worked well for him in that area where he can go to work. He can do that. Mm-hmm. I know plenty of people that, that can't for one reason or another. And I work with some mm-hmm. self-employed clients too, that they want to take a maternity leave. And they're just like, how do I do that? And the answer mm-hmm. is usually money. Yeah. If you have enough, if we can plan for everything and say, yeah, say that you had back pain and you needed to take a break. If you could pay somebody to kind of build the file or outsource it, like things mm-hmm. could continue to move. Money kind mm-hmm. of greases the wheel. It's not like the goal. Yeah, Having a lot of it isn't really just like the end game. It's not about the numbers in your bank account. I think it just gives you more, more choices, more opportunities to recover, to mm. pay for medical. I mean, in, in I'm in the United States where like medical debt is what crushes some people financially. And so I'm kind of looking out for that. I love taking risks. I love when people are like, give me, hear about something. And then I want to be the first person that they talk to about it. Because not just kind of because they're, you're right, there are blinders sometimes. Mm. When you hear like a good pitch, or you hear about something and you believe in it, or it comes to you from somebody you trust, or you want to see win, or you know that they're just a person that can make things happen. So I like to see, okay, this is how much I think that you can invest in this business and things still look okay from my end. So it's not always a no, but it's almost just that like temperature check before we go all in full speed ahead with something to make sure, because I'm looking out for future you, your, your kids, your family, whoever else is involved. And if they're fine, then yeah, let's, let's go. Let's see how this works. Because I think that there is that we don't always think about anything happening to us. It's just not human no. nature to think about ourselves not being completely, you know, healthy and strong and able to, yeah. you know, to continue to work at the pace that we do. But I've seen what happens when you're in your seventies and you just don't, you're tired or you don't want to keep that pace up. It's hard. And sometimes it's just not, there's no other choice. And mm. that's, 
that's what I want to protect people from. Mm. That kind I, of that thought. I think there's two sides of it. There's one that yeah is for you know I, I can imagine my father passed away now, but he was working till the day he died, mm-hmm. and he made a lot of money, and then he lost a lot of money, and then he was comfortable. He's throwing side, but he never had the investments to come in through for his retirement. He he was just constantly working, yeah. and he had no option but to carry on. He died in, in his late seventies, mm-hmm. so again, um, I understand scenario. But there are other. I'm looking at the other side, and I am looking at people who are younger, who are health and fit and, and, and so forth, but are not financially where they should be mm-hmm. secure-wise. Yeah. Um, and um, they're relying on the fact that they can make money like like I do. Like I, yeah. very easy, it's easy for money to come to me. Yeah. That's not good enough because it's um, now it has to be where money starts growing, not just coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing. I want my money to take care of me. I want my money to be out there working while I'm asleep, while I'm on vacation, while I am resting. I've had back pain before too. Like, I think when you've never experienced like pain or chronic pain or something like that, it's really hard to picture yeah, not really. being able to move or not being yeah. able to like even just, you know, I think I fell skiing and I hurt my shoulder. And I never even thought about how much I think about my right shoulder. I never think about my right mm-hmm. shoulder, about being able to lift things or write or type or pick things up. And so it's really, I think sometimes people get it when they've ever experienced anything like that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it's just trying to visualize you know, sometimes with people that can't see it, like I think about, okay, picture your oldest living relative, add a couple of years onto their lives and just think about like, would they want to be hustling, you know, mm-hmm. waking up, you know, probably not, but it's hard to picture ourselves anything different than what we're seeing every day in the mirror. And so I think it is important though, to think that, okay, what if my money could be out there working and taking care of me and just giving me a little bit more flexibility, I think, mm-hmm. and you could still make a ton of it go for it. It's just a matter of like knowing that some of it is in other people's hands working while you're not. So, so, so that brings us to the topic. So how do we evaluate investments? What Mm -hmm. do we do? What are the steps? Yeah. So I think that it's important to just, the first thing is to not think that it's too complicated for you to understand. That is something that I hear far too often. People, especially women will say, Oh, I, you know, I give that to him to figure out the investments and the big money. And I'm working with the day-to-day money. There's no, there's no reason why um, Mm -hmm. people aren't good with money, except for the fact that a lot of people have just believed that their whole lives and have never really, if they have one loss or one failure, then they just, that just confirms that thought that I'm not a good investor. I can do this. And so I think that's the first thing is just to realize, just to get really curious about it. Like, okay, some people make money in investments even if you don't think it's you, just, okay, just in general, some people do, what do they do? And try to back into it. You know, I think most people, and I I saw a survey where it said like, it was like a millennial survey that said that they think that it's smart. They think that it's a good idea. You know, they think it's what responsible people do, how, what rich people do. But then when they thought about their own feelings about it, it was scary. It was intimidating. It was not. So that bridging that is very important. Mm. And then I think the the basics of investing are are pretty simple. So, you know, there's bonds, which are basically debt. You know, mm-hmm. this is you give it, you know, it's basically an IOU. Someone agrees to pay you back at a certain rate. They're more conservative. You know that, you know, there's a certain interest rate that you're going to get. And so that that's a more conservative type of investment. Then there's stocks, which are basically you're giving money to a company they're mm-hmm. going to have a goal, build a product, build a service, whatever they're looking to do. 
And so your money is helping them do that. And so that's like a growth investment. Then there's other things, you know, there's mutual funds, which are kind of baskets that hold certain stocks and certain bonds. So it's not just one company. It's not just one particular bond. It's a whole bunch of them. And that is a more, you know, it's going to have that, that fund is going to have a goal, whether it's growth, whether it's moderates or, or a target date on it or something like that, that is going to be managed in that particular way by a professional behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And then there's fun, like exchange traded funds or index funds that just follow a particular index or, you know, a goal, like, you know, an S&P 500 index is really going to just do exactly what the S&P 500 does <laughs> and not defer from that. It's going to hold pieces of those same companies and it's kind of just going to be invested that way. And so I write, I have a whole chapter in my book where I kind of write about the different investments in, in the way that I'd explain it to my third grader. Mm. These are what they do. And most of the time people are like, they understand it because they've either had debt before and understand how it works from the other side of it, or they've started a business and they understand what they would do with the money if someone handed them, if they wanted to issue shares and have a you know million dollars of capital come in, where would they, what would they do with it? They would have a plan. They would have a whole department kind of figuring out where it goes. And so I think that most people can understand the basic investment options out there. But I think it is sometimes worth talking to a professional about what's right for you. Business owners have different accounts available to them that people who work for a corporation might have available to them. Or, you know, there's certain tax advantages for different types of accounts. So that's where I think it's important to then either do your research and figure out what for your particular situation is the best move or to talk to somebody like me who says like, okay, tell me everything about you, all your sources of income. I'll see if they're at a certain threshold where they can't use a certain type of investment or this would be better. This will save them on taxes or this has a better advantage in the future. That's not stuff that everybody knows. They certainly don't teach that to people like growing up, but Mm -hmm. it is really important because there could be a massive amount of money that's kept in your hands if you figure out the right tax strategy and the right investment strategy. And also I am an aggressive investor, but not with all my money, Hmm. with the money that could be to fund me through the next six months. If something happened, that's treated very conservatively. And then the money for my children is kind of, there's a goal in about 10 years, I'm going to need that. Um, And then when I think of my retirement, that's 20, 30 plus years out, I treat that very differently. Hmm. So I think some, some entrepreneurs think I'm aggressive, like, everything I do is aggressive, full speed ahead, Mm -hmm. where with your money, you have to, you have to look at everything differently and treat it differently in different types of, put it in different places, put it in different investments. So it is actually there when you need it. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. I think, I think this is important. 
I, I think, yeah, looking at different monies in different ways for different purposes. I think the problem that entrepreneurs have, I say, how you do one thing is how you do everything. If you are aggressive and very, um, you know, go, 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 go in your, in your business, and most entrepreneurs are, if they're, mm-hmm. if they're, if they're trying to get, make things, something out of nothing and, you know, moving ahead and so forth, then they tend to behave that way with the money too, mm-hmm. which is not how you should be handling money. Um, so that's the thing. All right. So the first thing is um, working out what. The, so the, so the steps would be if I get in my head right. First, work out which type of money is it and what kind of purpose it lays for. So is it your six month reserve bank, mm-hmm. or is it your money that you're saving up for kids' college fund, or mm-hmm. is it your retirement fund, or is it your, you know, your um, a retire early fund, whatever, whatever the fund is have a purpose for it and then do design a strategy behind it. So, you know, depending yeah. on what, what it is in terms of the risk level for it. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Because the risk level, it's kind of more like if you're driving a car, if you're mm-hmm. an aggressive driver and you speed around everywhere, it might be fine on a highway, but if you're mm-hmm. near a school or you're mm-hmm. somewhere else, like then you're either going to get pulled over, get in an accident, hurt somebody. Like it's not safe to be yes, the same way everywhere. And yeah. so I think if you think about that, it's like, okay, what's the smartest move for me to make with this money that I might need um, to pay the bills next month or something like that? That might be sitting just in a savings account and you figure out how much that is. So there's not too mm-hmm. much in there that you're wasting some opportunity to invest it or not enough where you might have to you know, pull from the money that's you know, for 20, 30 years from now that's treated you know, more aggressive. It might not be there. Like- Say your money that you invested in crypto was your, okay, this is the amount of, this is the money that I want to use to invest in other businesses at some point. I'll see what happens with it. If there's money there, fantastic. If there's not, it's okay. Might've just been a different way to look at it. And then, you know, maybe you would have, maybe you would have invested a different amount or something Mm -hmm. like that. If that was your, okay, this is my angel investor fund for me to, you know, pour into other things that I find interesting. So I think that that could be a way, separate those out. And then really start to figure out, okay, are there any things that will give me an advantage? Will my employer give me, you know, match my contributions if I invest in the company, you know, the company's fund or their stock options? If there's money on the table from other places, you definitely want to take advantage of that. You want to do that. And sometimes that's the simplest way. If you work for somebody else and they have a plan set up for you, you can kind of get involved in that and then start there. If you don't have that, say you're an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't have any, you know, human resources department or anybody to talk to. Um, I think what you would want to look at is your overall, you know, and this is why I think everybody benefits from financial planning, whether you have, have debt, wherever you're at, I think having a plan can help you kind of see the future that you can get out of wherever you're at if you don't like it um, and kind of, you know, have a strategy. A lot of people do want to retire early and that requires, you know, investing a lot of money pretty aggressively up front. And so I think having that plan straightened out and then mm-hmm. deciding, okay, this is this is where this belongs and this is how much needs to be there. I can kind of, I tell my clients that and see what, what it looks like, or I'll run a scenario like, okay, if we increase this to say you're saving 10% of your money instead of six, um, you can either hit your goal faster or have more at that point and less now. And it's a trade-off because you don't always want to just think about the future we do mm. have things that we want to do right now. We want to enjoy our lives right now. We don't know how long we have. So it's kind of balancing that out with, well, what if we do live a long time? Uh, that's a great um, you know, example. And I was thinking in my head. So basically what we need to do is 
uh, speak to a financial advisor. So, so if, anybody, everybody, anybody, and everybody listening right now should be looking to get a financial advisor to help them plan out. One, doesn't matter if you're in debt, how to get out of debt. Um, two, put in um, the amount of money you're making, or if you need to, as an entrepreneur, you need to make more money. Because I mean, I, I'm thinking that you know, I have targets in mind that I want to make, but where is that money going to go? And how is it going to go? I think that needs to be fixed mm-hmm. out. And, and until I start speaking to you, this this whole thing in my mind has come together by having this conversation with you and what's happened to me over the weekend, that, that before I even think about making hitting the next uh, financial target, mm-hmm. what I should have in, in place is the plan of where the money is going to go to. How is it going to be allocated? Mm-hmm. What's the money going to be used for? And how is it going to help me prosper in my long-term personal goals and business goals and when I take the money out for my personal use how am I going to use it what's going to happen to it I think these are really important points to consider Mm -hmm. before I even have the money coming into my business account no yeah I think so and I think that that's one of the things that you know the investment piece doesn't that could come later and that could be fairly simple you could decide okay and I'm going to you know invest in you know index funds over here and let that go or I'm going to you know put a, I have a savings account here that has a good interest rate for that money that I need now. But I think when you have a plan, um, it's kind of like driving somewhere without knowing directions. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if I know where I'm headed, um, I feel like the money comes to me easier. I already feel like it's mine and it's already been kind of figured out what I'm going to do with it. Mm. And it's gonna go, what it's going to, what it's going to do rather than just thinking like, I need a whole lot of it. And I, you know, I don't know why, or I don't, then people tend to like, lose it just as quickly. So right now, like I know what would happen, what I would do if I had another, if I had another $10,000 to invest in my business, what would it go to? Okay. I think I would like to increase, you know, certain things in the marketing side, or maybe I would like to have somebody work on outsource this part-time. So I could know when it's there, what I want to do with it next, because money does tend to leave our hands once we have no idea what to, what we want to do with it. And That's then, it becomes, yeah, it becomes really important. Like, okay, when I make it, this is go- what's coming next. And you could kind of visualize, okay, this is this is what's going to be how the business is going to grow. I wouldn't want to work for a company or invest in a company that didn't have a financial plan. Hmm. I wouldn't because yeah. how would I know what they're going to do with the, the money I invest with them? If they have like projections, okay, this is our this is our first year goal, fifth year goal, things like that. You could see that they're already thinking about how it's going to work as opposed to just being like, this is going to, this is going to make you a ton of money. <laughs> Investor. Yeah. I think that plan, it doesn't have, I think it could be exciting. It doesn't have to be a strict budget and just come to cutting things. It could be like, what can you add? What would, what would we be able to do with more money? And I think that could be exciting. Yeah. I, I think there's, there's a couple of things that come into my mind at the moment is, you know, coming from a, a entrepreneurial side, and most people listen to this would be small small business owners, and obviously some startups, and they may go on to be you know yeah. amazing startups. Who knows? Um, you know, like Airbnb and other. They were all initial small oh, startups, yeah. and then they just exploded. And so was Amazon. Actually, it was, it was a relatively small startup, and it mm-hmm. exploded. So you never know. But I think you need to have once you get to that level. You, I think, as the business grows, you have the expertise. You you bring in the the you know the CFOs and whatever have you mm-hmm. for those expert roles to allocate the money for the business. I'm thinking more on the personal level as an yeah. entrepreneur when you're making money, and uh, you know, which may not seem like a lot, like a million million dollars may not seem a lot for a company, but a million dollars mm-hmm. for a small entrepreneur. 
um, as an income from the company is a lot of money. And knowing, how to allocate, not, not, not knowing where to allocate the money. And if you're taking that kind of pay home, mm-hmm. then knowing how to invest and how to take the, you know, and where to invest and stuff. I mean, the tax planning can be done by accountant, mm-hmm. but having the financial plan where is the money coming and where is it going and And i think a lot of people confuse with accountants accounts will know like the tax consequence of the investment they're not going to tell you what to invest your money in yeah exactly they won't know the there's there's two there's two people that you need to be working with and that's what the conclusion i've come through Mm -hmm. doesn't matter how smart you are because i'm very very smart with money and my thing is i think we take our our, our skills for granted because I come from money background in terms of I, I was a banking mm-hmm. finance lawyer so I've always dealt with large quantities of money what I found difficult and in, in my personal life was making money was great and you know creating opportunity was great you know attracting large quantities of money was great what I'm struggling with at the moment uh, was actually allocating in the right way for the right investments and have those investments grow and so the, the, the logical conclusion that I've come to is I've got an accountant for for you know tax purposes and whatever else is but i need to have a financial planner who can tell me okay go this is the money your accountant has told you you can have mm-hmm. it's been allocated to you what do you want to do with it let's let's make a plan mm-hmm. i think that's what i need yeah. to uh, logically move ahead and know where i'm gonna go and and have the money ready for when you know when when uh, for example when children go to school and so forth yeah. Yeah. And I've had clients that are good with making money. They're like, not sure if they can do it. And they'll ask me like, can I get this? Like, or I want a new treadmill in my house. Can I afford that? I could just look quickly and be like, yes, of course you can. But they just don't know because after a while, they're not exactly sure, like with their own money. But I think some people just like to have somebody that really understands them personally, their financial goals, what they do with it, what they want to be able to say like, yeah, this looks good. Or you could use, you could spend up to this much each year and you're below that. So if you want to go on a nicer vacation, you want to outsource some of the things you want to have someone clean your house. You want to have somebody, you know, you want to get things delivered or what you can do it, but it's really hard to know that it's really hard to know if it's too much or not. And that's why we beat ourselves up. If we don't have a plan, we don't understand if we're doing things wrong. We tend to think the worst, like, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have, (laughs) you know, this was a mistake where maybe you could have afforded to lose. I'm, it's possible, you know, that it's still not going to, you know, change things too much. And it allows you that kind of freedom to, to do the things that you want to do, know that things are moving along in the background and you could just go make money or whatever you're brilliant at. I think the best thing is, I mean, it's always, I, I'm, I'm, I always talk about what has happened is a lesson draw a line underneath it and move on and make a plan moving forward and i think this is a plan that i, I think we um, that i would need to make forward in my own life but if you just wrap this up and just let and let's let's work this out so the the three steps that are that i've understood on terms of evaluating your investments is first step knowing what the money is for mm-hmm. what's the purpose of the money yeah. um two would be what's your end goal what's the time frame around it mm-hmm. and because i think that's very very important and the third one is and then speaking to a financial advisor or yourself, looking at uh, the risk, mm-hmm. evaluating the risk um, and to, you know, the ROI sort of you know, yeah. ratio. Um, and then working out if that investment is right for you or not. And, and I think that's where most people fall down on. I think mm-hmm. the first two people, uh, first two uh, I think levels, I think most educated people can mm-hmm. use, common, use common sense to get yeah. to. I think it's the risk evaluating factor, you know, risk to, yeah. you know, to rewards, risk to rewards ratio. That is where people fall down, including myself. Mm-hmm. I think this is where you need to have a financial plan, not an accountant, but a financial planner in your yeah. um, in your court who can help advise you on that. 
So I've got, I've got one last question for you, Misty. So mm-hmm. you help people in um, US. You don't support people outside of US? I think it's different because one of the things that I know really well is the United States. I know our tax laws. I know the certain, you know, all of the interesting with our um, <laughs> our unfortunate, you know, medical and student loan and all of the the certain things that affect. So I think that there are different people in different different countries that kind of might know specifically. I might be able to help someone in general in any country, mm-hmm. um, but I do think that there might be somebody, you know, in wherever you're located that is an expert in this area. They might be called something different than a financial planner. I know that there's in Canada, there's a different name, but I do think that there are people who work with investments in every country. I also think that there's plenty of things that you can learn on your own. And I think it's never been easier to become an investor. If you want to open an account online, a lot of times you could do that within a matter of minutes. Mm -hmm. I think it's making a decision, kind of figuring out what, what your plan is, whether you have somebody helping you or you're just starting out and you've decided that you're going to become an investor and you decide to open an account and just put some money in it and just decide what's going to go there. That's enough to even get you started on the right track as opposed to overthinking it or waiting or trying to figure out when the right time is going to be because it's now. (laughs) If you haven't started yet, it's now. Um, And yeah, and then just trying to be really curious about it figure out, you know, okay, well, ask people, ask people that you know, that maybe feel good about money or do well, you know, what do you do? Do you talk to somebody about this? Do you have a person? Do you have a friend? Um, What works for somebody might not work for other people. But I think the more information you can gather, the more comfortable you are talking about money, period, it's going to help you because it can feel awkward and strange, but I don't think that's served anybody very well, you know? So, and I think women, you know, talk to each other about money, you know, who manages it. And like, if they say, oh yeah, this person's really great with it, figure out why, you know, are they mm-hmm. professional or maybe they just had money and have always had money and it's, it's something that they're cool with. But I think it can be, I think it can be good to kind of do some research around, you know, who in your area helps people with this type of work and get a person who's an expert kind of in your area. Wonderful. Uh, so Misty, how can we connect with you? Where can we find you on the internet? Sure. You can head over to mistylynch.com. Um, that's where, you know, you'll find episodes of my podcast where I talk to a lot of different entrepreneurs about their money journey, because I think it's always interesting to figure out how people, how people got where they ended up. Mostly it's not a straight line. Um, and also my book is on Amazon. It's called demystifying money. Now that can help anybody in any country, I think, because it's really just some basics about mindset, about investments, about looking at your, your risk tolerance, your time horizon, thinking about yourself in the future, maybe upsetting people who want something for you that's different than what you want for yourself and how to be rebellious and how to be brave when it comes to your money. And so that's on Amazon, uh, Demystifying Money. Awesome. Fantastic. So if you're listening to us on the podcast, the links that Pinsley just mentioned would be in the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, then down below in the description section, once again, we'll have all the links to Misty's, um, the ones you just mentioned. Go check her out. I will be, I'm going to check your book out because I think it's worth re- worth a read, definitely. Um, but do go and check her out. But now, thank you so much for joining us today, Misty. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Um, I think we'll have to have you back for another discussion sometime, but thank you for yep. today. All right. And thank you for listening to me and Misty today. I will be back with another amazing guest um, on Money Talkies, asking them how you and I can build a better business. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, 
www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.